I'm Jen Schrader, and this is Behind the Springs, conversations with the people working for you in Colorado Springs, Olympic City, USA. All right, we are talking about one of my favorite subjects, Pikes Peak, America's Mountain today, and the new and improved way to enjoy the summit if you're driving up on the highway. Um, but first, it is my pleasure to introduce you to the new manager of the mountain. Skylar, how do I say your last name? Rorabaugh. Rorabaugh. Okay, so Skylar Rorabaugh is the new manager. Thanks for joining me today and being my guest. Yeah, absolutely. I really Thanks appreciate it. So um, let me tell my listeners a little bit about you before we begin our conversation. Skylar started with the city in February of this year, coming from UCCS, where he was the director of campus recreation. He manages and coordinates activities and operations for the Pikes Peak Highway, the North and, Slope, North and South Slope Recreation Areas, and the new Pikes Peak Summit Visitor Center that opened in June 2021, and much more. That's just tip of the iceberg of what you do, I realize. But um, if folks have not seen that new visitor center, wow, is it awesome and worthwhile. Um, but thanks for being here. I mean, being physically here and also being with the city of Colorado Springs. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So welcome aboard and try to just start talking about, um, you know, your personal connection to the mountain. I know you didn't grow up in Colorado Springs, which we forgive people for that here. Yeah. No, I didn't grow up here either. Um, and, you know, uh, whether people have lived here their whole lives or they just got here recently. Um, everybody seems pretty drawn to Pikes Peak and, um, just talk about kind of your path and how you came to be in this role. Sure. Yeah. So I grew up originally in Western Kansas and vacationed out here as a kid with my family quite often came out with my friends, uh, downhill skiing through college, but just really fell in love with the mountains and just everything that has to offer so many outdoor opportunities. And I love spending time in the outdoors and just the beautiful vistas that, that the mountains offer and uh, just the fresh, clean water rolling down the mountainside and all the different trees. So just fell in love with it. And I knew it was that destination that I want to end up in or end up at um, eventually down, you know, through my adulthood. So so did you come to, to college here or what brought you? I didn't. Or you just um, decided to make the move? Yeah, I decided to make a move. I followed my dream of playing baseball uh, growing up through college. And then after I got done, I figured out, well, I really need to, to you know, put my best foot forward and, and figure out a pathway. And, and since I love recreation, I was like, gosh, you can get a job in that? You can mm -hmm. work full time in that? That sounds like, oh, that sounds amazing. Yes. So that's exactly what I wanted to do. Uh, so I went to school, uh, finished my business degree and recreation sports management degree, and then a master's in uh, sports administration. So, you know, set myself up well uh, to be successful and started, I've been in parks and recreation for over 20 years, uh, from small town rural community to Kansas City urban area. Uh, and then we moved to, to Colorado a little over 10 years ago and moved to uh, Estes Park, where I served as the executive director of the Estes Valley Recreation and Park District. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, so talk about beauty. Uh, mm. But we were there for about three and a half years, and then we moved down here to the Springs, and we've been here for a little over six and a half years, um, and just really enjoy Pikes Peak and everything that it has to offer. Uh, you know, spent a fair amount of time up there recreating, and I vividly remember on a vacation when I was younger, of uh, our family coming up and driving uh, the peak and we stopped gosh I want to say somewhere around probably mile 16 got out of the vehicle and then my dad was like do you want to race to the top and I was like absolutely I want to race to the top and you know <laughs> snow in the in the summer months when we're out here vacation I was like wow this is incredible yeah uh, but I, I can still vividly remember my dad and I racing up to the top I don't think we raced too far 
it was mainly walking because uh-huh. the altitude. You think you're running, but you're really walking. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. But it is amazing. And it's, uh, really it's a big part of a lot of people's childhood memories. Yep. Um, so one reason that we have you on the podcast um, is to talk about the new reservation system. Um, but first, kind of tell me about what you do as manager. Um, you know, what your job entails so far. I know you're still new at mm-hmm. it and getting going, but um, it's pretty all-encompassing. Yeah, absolutely. So still learning what what the day-to-day operations look like, uh, you know, the overall structure of, of how we're running things. And, and we've had a lot of change in the last you know, five to 10 years, a lot more visitation. Um, the new Summit Visitor Center is absolutely amazing. And just a lot of the different infrastructure has changed uh, in the, within the last decade as well. Uh, so with the new visitation, we have to be creative with how we manage that. So day-to-day, is, it's a lot of strategy, it's a lot of meetings, it's a lot of understanding. Uh, what I've done, you know, just stepping into the job is understanding how we work with all these different stakeholders. The Forest Service owns the mountain. Uh, Colorado Springs Utilities manages the north and south slope uh, land areas, and, and we manage that for recreational purposes. And then we also work with uh, the Cog Railway as another big partner in what we do, and then Aramark, our concessionaire. So we have a lot of different agreements in place, and they're not five or 10 page agreements. They're, right. they're pretty hefty agreements. So I've spent a lot of time understanding how we work with stakeholders and, and what that'll look like into the future too. And you know, just trying to set together maybe a, a preliminary vision of, of what we could do at the peak, but yet understanding that, that rich history that we have up there and understanding the importance of it. And then also how to preserve and conserve what we have on the peak so that many future generations can enjoy what we have up there. That's for sure. And, and so collaboration is really a huge oh, part of what you absolutely. guys do. Because I think a lot of people uh, get confused about who all is involved. And the bottom line is a lot. A lot of folks, a lot of partners are involved in making Pikes Peak what it is and, and can be. Yeah, um, and so working together is a big, is a big part of that. So mm-hmm. let's talk about new reservation system for people sure. driving. So this is for people driving up the highway. Um, yep. if you're taking the cog, things don't change for you, right? Um, right. if you're hiking, go for it. You can just hike right up there or bike. Um, but these are for the folks who are going through the toll gates and want to drive up the highway all the way to the summit. Correct. Um, if you're not going all the way to the summit, you don't need a reservation, but you do, if you're going all the way. Um, and tell us a little bit about why. Yeah, so absolutely. What what we found when the new Summit Visitor Center opened uh, last June is that we had a lot of vehicle congestion at the top. We had visitors staying much more longer uh, for a longer period of time than what we had ever ex- experienced before. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they're staying is because it's such a magnificent facility, inside and outside. You know, we have this fantastic interpretive um, experience as you walk in with this great little short video, um, a nice display wall where people can post their social media images and we can bring them up of different places that they've explored on the peak while they've vacationed there or been our guests there on the peak. Um, We also have just a history from the 1800s, you know, over two centuries of history about Pikes Peak and what it's, you know, from the flora and fauna to the people that have made their mark there. you know, so people want to take some time to look through all do. that, right? And then awesome food, awesome food, awesome gift shop. Yeah, we got we have the donuts back. So Yay. the Pikes Peak donuts. You got to have a donut when you go to the top, right? Right. right. And then we have a revamped uh, gift area, gift shop, um, dining areas, both inside and outside. So we have a lot to offer, and the interpretive experience doesn't stop indoors. It can 
you know, it, it concludes outdoors, as, or excuse me, it includes outdoors as well. We have a, a whole lot of new walkways uh, that are, you know, friendly as far as accessibility, uh, things that we didn't have in the past. Uh, but anybody can go out there and explore and just the expansive views and the overlooks that we put into place and constructed are just amazing. The America Beautiful Monument, uh, you know, the summit marker that's up there. There's so many things to see and do at that summit visitor center. So, so we, do, so you don't want people to feel rushed and <clears throat> right. um, stressed out, right? Yep. When they finally reach the top. Yep. So we have two hour time blocks and our first starts at 8 a.m. It's from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. and then 10 to noon, noon to 2, 2 to 4 and 4 to 6. Um, our operational hours start at 7.30 and then we shut down things at 6 p.m. We don't allow any uphill traffic after that. And then we try to have the summit traffic down, coming downhill around seven o'clock, and then we close the downhill gate at eight. So okay, it's, that's a full day. Hour, 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 right? Right. Yep. So moving people along, but the best way to to get a reservation is to log on to drivepikespeak.com okay. and make a reservation. And if you don't have that ability to make that reservation, um, you can call in uh, to our gatehouse uh, okay. to also make that reservation. So if you don't have that availability to, to get online um, reservations are two dollars it's a two dollar fee that doesn't include admission um you know you have to pay peak. once you get to the right right okay or you, you could, could do that online you as could well pay that all online as well okay if you want. but if you want to wait for that you can wait for that when you arrive but um, the reservation is basically just ensuring that you have um the space right to absolutely. park up there because as as we all know it's it's mm-hmm. obvious but there's limited real estate up there we can't uh, make more parking spots than there are. So there's only right. so many available. So the goal is really to make it so that you're guaranteed that really good visitor experience up there Absolutely. with the time that you need. Yeah, we really want to create that dynamic visitor experience, you know, from the people that we saw circling around, you know, and CO2, more emissions from that way, you know, just mm-hmm. maybe a lackluster guest experience because they're waiting and waiting for a spot. And, mm-hmm. and what we've seen in the state of Colorado and even nationwide are, are these reservation systems are being really effective. Mm-hmm. You know, it's other places have tried them out, even within our own city here, and maybe a little bit of a, you know, pull and push here at the beginning, a little tugging. But I think at the end of the day, people understand, you know, why you have these in place and the importance of it. And It'll be a learning year for us, for sure, mm-hmm. but I think it'll be exciting to see guests you know, really have that opportunity to find that parking spot, jump out, and experience all the things that they want to up there. Yeah, that's true. You're right. Change is always hard for people, yeah. but at the same time, it makes a lot of sense that you want you don't want to be stressed and wondering if you're going to be able to find your spot at the top. You want to know that you have it, and so that when you've taken all the time to um, drive all the way up and have your family and friends come out and visit, that you're going to have a great experience and believe me it's worth the time that you'll want to spend at that visitors center it's just amazing um i'll just mention we opened it up may the 1st for reservations starting the 27th of may through the end of june and then we open up reservations the first of the month for the following month okay so Uh, you can do them well in advance right yes yeah and the other thing that i don't want to fail to mention is we have a free shuttle system that'll be operating from may the 28th which is a saturday all the way through the end of July 31st. Uh, so people can drive all the way up to the 16-mile mark at Devil's Playground parking area, which is also a great overlook area. And they can park their vehicle there, and then we have a school bus shuttle system that will shuttle them from Devil's Playground at 16-mile all the way to the summit. And then once they're done exploring at the summit, we'll shuttle them back down to their cars. Uh, to the Devil's Playground okay. area. So that, and that does not require a res- That does not require a reservation. Okay. So the only... 
reason you would need a reservation is if you physically want to drive your vehicle or all your motorcycle way. all the way to the top. Got it. If you want to go recreate in the North Slope recreation area and fish, you don't have to. If you're a bicyclist, you don't have to. Uh, if you want to explore Elks Park, for instance, or anything below that 16-mile area, you don't need to, th to have that reservation. Okay. And we'll have staff, we'll have some ranger team members and parking attendants at that 16-mile area checking parking permits to allow them to go up to the summit. But that shuttle is a nice um, option for folks, and a lot of people have taken advantage of it because there are people who say, I don't want to make the drive all the way right. to the top. I'm good here. I want someone else to shuttle me up and yeah. not have to worry about that last part of the drive. That gets a little bit curvy and sure nerve-wracking for some. Yep. So that's a good option. There's a lot. There are a lot of different ways to explore, mm -hmm. for sure. And so people can go to drivepikespeak.com, and that gives you kind of a – just a good place to start and overall um, area to explore what which way you'd like to, you know, to enjoy your experience. So tell me a little bit about um, anything fun or interesting that you've learned about the mountain since you've started. I feel like yeah. every time I talk to one of you who work on the mountain, I learn something new. So sure. what have you learned that surprised you or excited you in your new role so far? One of the exciting things about this new position is just all the sustainability factors that we incorporated into the new construction. We're going pursuing the Living Building Challenge certification as well as LEED Silver certification. And so we reutilized some of the old railway from the COG railway, and we've used that within the dining area in, inside as well as railings around some of the walkways that we have outside of the summit, which I just think is super cool. Oh, right. I did not you're, know that. You're upcycling, right. essentially, instead of recycling or doing something different. Right. Right. And then you can denote those really cool features as you're walking through. So I'm also really excited about opportunities for, uh, you know, make, building out a much more robust interpretive program on the peak, because uh, I think there's just phenomenal stories to tell, right? Mm -hmm. The other unique thing that I'll mention that I learned after starting shortly into uh, my management position was... We spot fires. We spot wildfires because we're at 14,115 feet. We have the probably the best vantage point out of anyone. Right. So your rangers these. specifically? Yeah. Our rangers, our road crew members, uh, you know, our maintenance guys, anybody that's on our staff, uh, they they will call in fires, you know, to the, the different fire authorities in the areas or, or just make a call and say, hey, is this a controlled burn? Are you aware of this? Awesome. But I was kind of put in back by that. I was like, gosh, you know, that's – that's really important. And to be able to communicate that information out, that can be life-saving for people. So that was something really interesting that I had no idea that that would be part of what we do. And, and really, how we do yeah, really valuable. Yeah. That's great. Your, your, your team up there is amazing. They are amazing. Um, so um, what other things can people do to preserve the treasure that is Pikes Peak, America's mm -hmm. Mountain. I know this reservation system, if people can give that a try, is very helpful to us for many reasons and to, to their experience as well. What are some other things? We talk a lot on, on this podcast and elsewhere on our city accounts about how important uh, the leave no trace principles are when people hike and bike and enjoy the outdoors. And that, that means more than just picking up your trash, although that's mm -hmm. a very important part of it, but just really, like you said, preserving these spaces and being good stewards yeah absolutely that brings up a, you know just a great point and where we're trying to move towards with the sustainability piece all the way we're starting at the top of the mountain we're going to work our way down mm -hmm. right and it's it's from simple things that may not be that simple for some people pack it in pack it out 
you may understand that if you've grown up in mountain areas, but if you haven't, then that may be a foreign term, you know, or something that you're not accustomed to, but really just making sure that you pick up after yourself. Um, and I think, you know, leave what's there, right? You can photograph it. You can take, you know, the time to, to explore it, to educate yourself, to read some of the interpretive signs that we have up there about it, but don't pick it up. Don't take it with you, you know, leave what's there. Uh, so others can enjoy it for future generations. You know, we have a variety of different wildlife up there. You know, protecting our wildlife is really important. We have a bighorn sheep herd up there that's super popular, but they're having, you know, a little bit of struggles right now with that herd, um, just the health of the herd. So some of those things, you know, just don't be feeding domesticated food to these animals, right? We need to take care of them and how they approach wildlife. You know, don't be running after wildlife, um, you know, we, we don't need people carving in trees. We don't need graffiti on the on these outlet Just take care of what walls. we have. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And I think a part of it, too, is, is this reservation system. So we're not overcrowded. And so we're not overrunning, you know, these great resources and treasures that we've created that people really enjoy. And that's one thing that I've learned uh, in the short time that I've been in the position is how much people love being out there. They love being on the peak, right, Our from our annual pass holders to – to every guest that's driving by and getting out in front of of my office and just snapping all these different photos, just you know, smile from ear to ear on their faces and just having a great, wonderful time. And you know, the last thing we want to do is have to close some of that down or, or you know, peel some of that back eventually. So, yeah, we want to keep keep it open to everyone. What are your visitation numbers? What are the most recent visitation numbers? So we are pushing close to six hundred thousand visitors annually. Wow. And we've been over 500,000 uh, for the last three plus years now, uh, which are big numbers for us. Um, you know, I think I mentioned earlier, we've since doubled our amount of visitation within the last 10 years. And we kind of thought when the COG Railway would reopen that our visitation numbers would, would decline a little bit, but they haven't. And I think what COVID has taught us going through this pandemic is that people were drawn to the outdoors to explore the outdoors. And many of them fell in love with it. Right? And for mental health and oh, physical health. Absolutely. Right. It's been a lifesaver. Yeah. So as parkland managers, you know, in any parks and recreation industry, you have to figure out how to how to manage that population. And if you don't manage it, then it will manage you. So I think So we can't sure. just start telling people it's not that great. Right. <laughs> I wish. Don't it's, come. Yeah. It's just our thing. We'll just yeah. Right. I know it is tempting, but the secret is out. Yep. So now it's just how do you manage it and sure and do so responsibly. Mm -hmm. We thank you for your efforts in that. It's really important. Yeah. I think just staying on designated trails, you know, we have such a, a critical ecosystem up there that yeah. you know, we have we have certain rare species of, of flora up there that if they're stepped on over a period of time and it takes like 10 years to grow an inch of some of this alpine tundra that's up there, um, you know, and then it can be ruined in, in less than a week. It does serious damage. It does definitely mm -hmm. do serious damage. So it's just little things like that. And we try our best to educate. You know, we have our know before we go in our brochure. So if, if everybody can follow the items that we have listed in there and really just take that opportunity of, you know, three to five minutes to educate themselves as they're going up the mountain. Uh, that, and that people are typically pretty difference. open, I would imagine, right, yeah. to doing so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of them are doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Yep. Well, thank you for being here. Sure. Thanks for sharing all this. And I'll mention again, visit pikespeak.com. 
and also visit Pikes Peak on social media. A great yeah. way to stay up to date with what's happening um, on the mountain because be, because sometimes there's those big events like the hill climb or the yeah. ascent and you need to know about and plan around those um, or partake in those either way. So we encourage you to stay up to date on social media. So thank you for the great interview sure. and thank you all for joining us. Take a moment to rate or subscribe to this podcast if you have time. And thanks again for listening to Behind the Springs. Yeah.